On this week's show, we reflect on some FA Cup shocks, and Dover manager Andy Hessenthaler speaks about his first two games of the season. We scored two goals, one's a centre-half, one's a left-back, you know, so that's stuff we've got to work on. While Bromley boss Neil Smith is happy to be off the mark. I thought the players were outstanding today, you know, they, they, as I say, they've been let off the leash a little bit, they've been, you know, really waiting for that moment, and um, I think they took it. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast brought to you in association with SCSA Sports Management. Whether you believe it or not, most of this is actually scripted and, and I wrote this section less than two hours before we recorded the show. And as things stood then, I had no idea who I do now, uh, which is okay. Other than, of course, myself, John Phipps, on the back of a nightmare of a week. And my co-host, who I have today discovered, is to blame for the fact we never recorded an episode 127. Matt Gerrard, how are you? Not bad, mate. Better, I've had a better week than you, so I'm glad you're okay. That's the main thing. Yeah. Did you hear what I just said about you there? What, 127? Yep, it's your fault. Why is that then? Well, because, and I, something, you said something today that set my mind racing, and I was like, hang on a second. So, if, if you don't know how this works, Matt sets up the team's meetings, and he gives the, te- the team's meetings a name. Sometimes he calls them pod, sometimes he calls them pod is back. He called this week's meeting pod 141 now i thought that's not right this week's at episode 140 so i checked back in my emails and it was him who sent me an episode a, a, a meeting for episode 128 i just blindly went with it assuming oh, that he I could see. count and that's how we missed episode 127 i've hardly slept about that mate so i'm so glad that it wasn't my fault and uh, the manager of a scaffold team who gave me plenty of stick about that Blame the other one. It's oh, yeah, not my so, fault. Oh, 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 that's maybe I just just call it pod and leave you to work out the numbers. I suppose it's probably the best bet, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I can clearly add on one to the previous yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not okay. sure about your. Well, I think we're in the, we were in the midst of lockdown then, so I didn't even know my own name at that point. I think so. That's any any excuse on that. Oh, which says we could be in the middle of lockdown again too. I don't know. Mm. It's one o'clock. I don't know if the Scots have said anything yet because we seem to copy them. So mm. whatever the Scots are going to do, we're going to go and do next. Yeah, exactly. Which might not, I suppose. Not good for you, I suppose. They might stop hotels and things. Is that right? Could yeah, be. I think. Well, if they they're, apparently they're talking about shutting down all hospitality, aren't they, during half term, which is the most uh, one of the most brainless things I've heard. And and to be fair, this government keeps surprising me uh, with their idiocy because I don't see how one week of everything being shut is going to make make it all go away. I, um, I keep telling this. Uh, apparently, I heard from somebody who works in a private school. They were told to mirror up their holidays with the state schools because there will be a two-week lockdown or break, mini whatever they're calling it, um, what, first week of half-term and then the second week of half-term. And I presume they don't want people travelling. Mm. So they don't want, they don't want um, I keep using this analogy, Barry from Manchester thinking, <laughs> well, I can't do that. And he's coming to Margate for the week because we haven't really got many cases down here. I, I presume because a lot of people might go on holiday because it's half-term. But that, it yeah. could be complete rubbish, but that's what we've heard. Well, wow. it's going to be an absolute minefield, and, and of course, I know, that might affect football as well. Of course, in that way, is that you? Well, indeed, and I certainly know someone who lives in my house whose birthday may fall in between those two weeks. He'll be very, very upset. So there we go. 
anyway so despite his email i know that today is our 140th episode and as well as being both a great and truly annoying score for a darts player to register 140 is of course the number of characters a tweet used to be restricted to i assume this was related to the standard characters in a text message in the day before smartphones anyway the limit is now 280 characters i wasn't in favor of it being doubled at first but it is useful for promoting this show incidentally the podcast twitter at kent nl podcast of course is now on 982 followers we've only got another 18 to go until we reach a big milestone in our little twitter sphere matt how did you feel when you passed a thousand followers and and equally as important how did you attract them in the first place um i don't honestly know uh was it for this show or probably the other bits and pieces um you've always had a thousand followers have i yeah, I think so. I, I, but the thing is, I never really tweet that much, so I don't really I know. How many have I got at the moment? I don't know. 1,300 something? Oh, that's impressive. I looked earlier to, to for uh, research purposes. Yeah. Um, well, follow 600. I, got, I don't self-promote, so I don't really know. But must be people... Majority must be people who've listened to me on the football expect because the majority of things. And aren't there Bruce Dortmund people on there as yeah, well? That might, but that, yeah, that could have been it as well. Because when I did a previous pod, not as good as this one, um, but Bruce Dortmund, that might have been a lot of them. So a lot of them probably don't even care, know who I am anymore. So on that basis, but uh, the hardcore Kent non-league podcast fans—they're—they're they're the ones I care about the most. So well, exactly. are we going to—are we going to give anything if somebody becomes our thousandth? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I was thinking that. Should we, but should we do something? We should do, but um, I, I was going to get them on the show, or we could maybe send. It, but maybe we could do a special video message or something. Yeah, yeah, we could do. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll so that, do. We might keep, do an eye, keep an eye on that. Yeah, yeah. when we get to a thousand followers, we'll we'll when we get to a thousand followers, we will do a we will do one of these teams things, but we will do it with videos. You can actually see us both, so that'll be a, a real treat for everybody. And we'll just stick that out on the Twitter. How about that? Yeah, it might, hopefully it's not Barry from Manchester coming to Margate. <laughs> exactly. Well, he won't want to follow us now, will he? Exactly. Yeah. So, bye, Barry. Get back home. We don't need hey. you. Exactly. Um, right then, on with the show then. And we should start with the FA Cup, uh, which saw some great results for our teams on Saturday with three on the right end of some really good upsets. We had two Kent derbies involving scaffold teams and they ended in two cup upsets. Sheppey United beat Welling United 2-0. Well, it must surely have been the greatest day in the history of the Ites. And Chatham Town went one better, a 3-0 win for them down at Folkestone and Victor. And while it's not as big an upset, just one division between them, Cray Valley PM won 5-1 away at Harrow Borough. Three absolutely fantastic results, Matt. Yeah, it's interesting. When we had um, Badley Quinton on last week, we thought, well, yeah, well in, look a good side. Look at it. Yeah, you know, I think they have too much. But really, um, Sheppey blew them away. Howlett Mundell, who I knew I knew his name from somewhere. He was with Dover for a while. And apparently I've seen him play in the FA Cup for Dover. He scored the first goal. But, you know, you saw that. I have to say, I saw a bit of the highlights of the Sheppey one. Great commentary. So excited. I liked the, the, the commentary they had and the highlights there. So fair play to the Sheppey people there. But it, it is a massive shock, isn't it? It's, and Ch- Chatham against Folkestone. Folkestone's record in the FA Cup is pretty poor. I think only, I can't remember being in the first round. I think they played Chester about 15 years ago. So, and I think that's, Neil Cugley would be really frustrated about that. But Chatham, you fancied them there with the, the confidence they had. Disappointing result tomorrow, yesterday, what we'll go through in a minute. But, Unbelievable and a great result for Cray Valley. I don't know, is that furthest Cray Valley have ever been? I, I would imagine so. I should have looked up FA Cup fact file first, shouldn't I? But uh, yeah, I mean, to go away from home and, and, you know, Cray Valley are a team that we all think are, are going to do well this season. It doesn't shock us when they have good results. But that one really did make me sort of sit up and, and take note. 
yeah. 5-1 away win. Was it against Harrow? Harrow Borough, yeah. Oh, yeah, decent. That is a decent result. I've seen Harrow Borough not Margate in the fourth qualifying round before when they got to the first round. So, unbelievable result. Kevin Watson keeps a low profile, but Cray Valley, yeah, very, very good performance. But I don't think the draw was that kind for some of our sides, though, was it? No, it wasn't. We'll discuss that in a minute. Cray Valley, uh, it is their first time ever in this stage in their eighth campaign in the yeah. FA Cup. Uh, so, well done to them. Also, of course, uh, the best run for Sheppey United, one of two Step 5 teams who knocked out Step 2 opposition in the Cup uh, this weekend with uh, with Christchurch being the other. So, uh, is it, there, was, there was some good results knocking around up and down the country. So, um we're very, very pleased uh, for those three Kent sides who made it through. Uh, elsewhere, Cray Wanderers hit six as they progressed by beating Moneyfields. Tunbridge Angels and Maidstone United both won 1-0 away from home at Farnborough and Hendon, respectively. Well, Street United needed penalties to overcome Hastings United after a fine late strike from Ben Chapman earned them a 2-2 draw. But there were defeats for Corinthian, a gallant performance, a 1-0 defeat at home to Hampton, Richmond, Bar and Dartford, who went down to Slough by the same score. Seven of our teams made it through to the next round. Uh, better than either has predicted and, and apart from the three we've talked about what stands out for you there Matt? Well, I think obviously I thought you know showed a bit of character winning on penalties Tom Hadler um, saving some uh, penalties there Joe Taylor got a hat-trick didn't he I think in that in the FA Cup so an absolute machine uh, carrying on from last year uh, and I think um, Tunbridge Angels was a difficult Farber was a difficult place to go um, no fans there of course for them supporting them and that's a good result and I know Tommy Daniels are absolutely desperate to get to the first round of the FA Cup. We mentioned Folkestone having them, not the great record, but Tommy Daniels. I think they've been in there since I've been born, maybe. So oh, I don't, um, it is a long time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, you know, a bit older than you. Definitely since you've been born. So, and I know how important the FA Cup is to these sides. So, um, fingers crossed. A good result for Angels. They've had a good start to the season. I certainly have. The next round is on Tuesday uh, and the draw could have been kinder for most of our teams, to be fair. Sheppey United and Chatham both away to National League, the South opposition. Uh, Eastbourne, Borough and Haven't and Waterlooville, respectively. Cray Wonder has also got a stinker away to Bristol Manor Farm. Now, while that's a good time in terms of they're a division higher, that is an outrageous journey to have to make on a Tuesday night. Not quite as far, but equally as daft is Maidstone United's trip to Southern League Wimborne. Well, Tumbridge Yep, in Dorset. Yeah. Tumbridge Angels are off to deepest, darkest Sussex as they travel to Chichester City. Uh, Cray Valley at home to Averley of the Isthmian League North, uh, while Ebsley also got a home tie, this time against Chippenham, which is also a ridiculous journey to be making midweek. It's, it's, I, I get the state that we get to the stage of the Cup and it's not as regionalised, but surely, Matt, there should have been some sort of thinking of these games are midweek. Let's try and keep it a little bit close. I mean, I don't have as much sympathy for Maidstone because they're full-time players. So they can go. So for them, that's not such a, a big journey, but Cray Wanderers all the way to Bristol on a, on a Tuesday night. I mean, that's a bad journey at the best of times, but to get that on a Tuesday night is going to have a huge impact on, on that team and their players. I thought that the previous round was regionalised, a bit more regionalised. So you, you worked it into South East, et cetera, like that. So, mm. And that was on a Saturday. I don't know why they couldn't continue to do that. I know you'll always have issues, but they may have sorted it out, especially midweek. I presume it's, there's no more midweek after this at the FA Cup. Cause I, think, I would assume not. No. Yeah, I think when the National League sides come in, it's the... Back to all, regular dates, isn't it? Yeah, so, but you know, I suppose there's no replays. Fingers crossed for our sides. We've got seven through. How many are we going to get? Um, at least half. I'm going four. Four. Excellent. I mean, obviously a bit a potential big tie against a massive team like Notts County or um, 
Dover um, could await for those teams. Right. Um, also, not, she- not, 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 not worth playing, not County. You can't go up, but nobody crowds there, is it? So no, that, that's the difficulty. And uh, I guess one of the things that you'd want to say to she- Sheppy or Chatham, um, but to, to be honest, both of whom I did try and get an interview for this week, but it hasn't quite come out uh, for various reasons. But you want to say to them, in the normal circumstances, these are amazing ties for these two teams. Sheppey United would be delighted with an away tie at Eastbourne Borough in the third qualifying round of the FA Cup. Chatham would be thrilled having a Waterloo Villa away. A big crowd, a bit of money, nice Saturday away day. Instead, Sheppey and Chatham are both faced with these journeys on a Tuesday night. No fans in the place. It's it's really, really, really poor, isn't it? And 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 really, really disappointing for those teams. And I did see someone said on Facebook, this draw's done behind closed doors. You know, why have they made it that 17 out of the 40 ties are, are, are behind closed doors? You know, it, that, that is a real frustration. They could have cooked it up a little bit just to help these clubs out because <laughs> no I mean you know in all seriousness w- w- I'm sure everybody Eastbourne Borough you know a, a club a mile up the road from my house I am quite sure if you said to them your choices are an away tie with 300 people in you get half of that or a home tie where there's nobody in I think they'd take the away tie and and I think you know that's the real frustration the FA did say they were going to review it before the third qualifying round so fingers crossed something ha- does happen with that but you you I just feel for Sheppey and Chatham because they're, they're all going to be part-time players um they, they've got to make long journeys on Tuesday nights so probably going to cost them time off work and the clubs are going to get absolutely to nothing out of well. it oh has it he has been moved to the Wednesday um well play on that, so. either, either way does that make any difference to, no. to, to their journey no, no so, well and I, I know there's this big this, this big um petition gone then isn't it so the government yeah. have to uh, um, decide what they're going to be doing so um, again that's probably going to fall on deaf ears and, and some half of me says with Dorkin being this big uh, look at this this should be allowed but they were the one of the big protagonists trying to get elite in so um, yeah I'll leave that there be careful what you wish for is the phrase I think you seek there, Matt. Uh, anyway, uh, talking of the National League, which you sort of have been there, we are off and running in the top flight. And both of the Kent representatives are on three points. Dover shocked a lot of people, Matt included, with their 1-0 win over Notts County on Saturday. But on Tuesday night, they were beaten 4-1 at Bromley. The scoreline, though, according to both Matt and boss Andy Hessentyler, wasn't quite fair on the visitors. So here is the Whites boss, Andy Hessentyler. I'm glad you said it wasn't a 4-1 game because that's how I felt uh, on the sideline, you know. I think at 0-0 at that stage, um, we was well in it, wasn't we? And uh, we got in a few times, never really found that cutting edge of getting in behind, and we did, which we did. Um, and then, I don't know what we've done wrong, but we keep picking up injuries and then we lose the big centre-half that we've... Who's, who's, was that um, a bit of naivety in the team? Because you should have kicked the ball out because for 30 seconds well, he's struggling. I don't think it's a team. I think it's an individual. I think Ali knows he's made a mistake. Yeah, he should kick it out. You know, he hasn't... Whether he's not seen him go get injured, but we could clearly see he got injured. And then Ali's ended up passing it straight to the boy from who's on loan from Watford and, you know, and, and Harry's limping. So, naivety, Ali's made a mistake. He's held his hand up. You know, what can you do? It's... But we can't make them mistakes. Um, so one nil at half time. We've had to rejig it. We we thought about changing to a back four, and then I, then we thought about young TJ slipping in at centre half because we want to try and keep the same shape. So we we reverted back to that and just and, dro- and dropped uh, Riggy in as as the one in behind. Um, and and we was okay, you know. The second half we come out. I was pleased the way we started the second half. Said stay in the game. 
they was you know they almost dropped off a bit deep as almost trying to protect the, the, the lead they had and then I think you'd be disappointed you were on top and you can set you can yeah. see the goals. I think we was on top in, and like you say I think goals change games don't they? And we was on top. At, I felt nil nil. They score second half. You know they they get the second one again. I, I we, the players are saying it's a foul on the keeper. You know I don't know. I, I, I trust my players. They say it's a foul because he's fallen on him and it's popped out. So. Listen, the refs give it. We had a poor night, um, but then we get it back. We go two one, and for me, we, we looked like we was going to go on and get the equaliser. We, we were the team. We we're moving the ball well. I thought we, we had confidence with our passing. They, they dropped off deeper, and then one one long ball. I need to look at the video, but Williams has come. I know Ben well from Eastleigh. He's come off the line and running behind off the flick. Um, and, he, and whoever it was, I say, I don't know until the, the video looked like young, the youngster. But we can't, it's giving him another goal, isn't it? It was a good finish, but we've got to do better. And then the fourth one, well. Not a good night for the goalie? No, because he made a wonder save in the first half, to be fair to him. But, you know, he can't make that mistake. You know, you took take, take too long, you give an opportunity, misses the ball then. And it was, you know, it was, it was awful. The two goals we give them, them two, were awful. And, and, and also the third one, like I said, we've got to defend that better. So... Positives, you know, it's, it's nice football around. Get, I think the issue is maybe getting to the penalty area. That's when cutting edge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I wouldn't. I just said that if we scored two goals, one's a centre half, one's a left back. You know, so that's stuff we've got to work on. You know, young Akeem's been injured a lot of pre-season. Got to get hold of the ball better. You know, Addy at times is you know in and out and got you know got it came back too easily at times, and we've got to work on that. Um, but like you said, I'm. I'm disappointed and frustrated for the boys because it's not a 4-1 scoreline. Um, but there was positives to take out of it as well. And, you know, let's see if we can try and do a bit of business again in the next couple of days because it's almost disruptors again in terms of, uh, of players getting injured. Well, you lost Pasty with a hamstring. It's like ransom as well now. So is that where you need to bring more defenders in or you're looking well, for... It may be because Rooney's got to have a scan as well. So um, he'll have a scan this week on his, on his knee problem as well. So, so what these again? These will be loans, will they? Well, I need to talk to the chairman tonight. Obviously, he'd be disappointed. I know he's shot off, but yeah, I'd be disappointed on on the result. But yeah, I think that's um, it'll have to be at the moment. You know, we haven't got we haven't really got anything lined up because I didn't expect this to happen. But um, uh, my dad be on the phone tomorrow, maybe just to look to see what we can do if we can do anything. Uh, if not, we'll have to look at what, what we've got Saturday and, and and deal with it. You've got Stockport, I know. That area is in sort of a bit of a lockdown as well. Is that a concern for you going up to the, going up there? Well, a little bit, yeah. Because if it's in lockdown, you know, I'm just not sure we can. You just got to get in and out, sort in of and out, yeah, type of thing. So, you know, it is what it is. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'd like to be going up with a full squad, but it looks like it's not going to be the case now. But it'll be a tough game, and it'll be another tough game. One of the another team that's favourite uh, to be be up there at the end of the season. We'll talk about Dover first, then, Matt. Um... Hess says they're unlucky to, to lose 4-1. Individual mistakes. Is that a sign of, of what's going to come for Dover with this new and inexperienced side? Firstly, I'd like to say, I think they've played better than I thought they would have done when I looked at the first game of the season. So I looked at the first three games and anything they got from that was going to be a bonus because Bromley will be up there, Notts County up there, and very much that. I thought the Stockport will be up there as well. But Dover played pretty well on Saturday, organised, resilient, Workhorses uh, on Saturday and got you know a draw was probably a fair result but they they, they got the last minute winner and on yesterday last yesterday evening I thought you know first 20 minutes over will be it you know with a better side 
ham, ransom pulling his hamstring, which basically um, caused a little bit of issues. And they were a bit naive not to clear the ball out of play rather than playing on playing, and they got exposed. And to be fair, probably then, you know, a big resilient side, and we'll discuss them in a minute. But David gave them gave them the goals, you know. Merson dropped the ball, and then the second one, and then the final one. Merson doesn't want to watch it again. If you watch it on um, uh, YouTube, you, you know you feel for him because what was he doing? You know, I'm not a fan of goalkeepers playing with the feet, especially Merson because he can't do it and cheek put the ball in the net. So uh, all in all, I, I think he's been a good couple of games for Dover, and I'm a bit more optimistic about how they get on. I'm concerned about where the goal's going to come from, and I remember you know Adi Aziz signed, and, and if you look back at one of the pods in the end of the first season. We had him on loan, and I was pretty much slating of him. A because he didn't know the offside rule, and B I didn't think he was going to score any goals. Um, it, I'm pleased to know that he's learnt the offside rule. But I still don't <laughs> think he's going to score any goals. But uh, um, I'm not. I'm not being critical of him because I think he's a good workhorse. But he's just one. You know, one of these strikers that works really, really hard outside the box and wins free kicks, etc. But he just goes to pieces in the penalty area. You know, he, he doesn't look like scoring. He's just one of those strikers, and he, if you look look at his record as well, he's not. You know, he scored against Celtics. So you can never take that away from him. But he never scores any goals. And it's one in every seven. Um, and when you've got R- R- Rig up top, Rig's had a good start to the season. One in thirty-four he's got now for Dover. My concern is where the goals are going to come from. But I, I, I'm a bit more optimistic. But the, the key things you've got to beat the rubbish. Sorry. Got to beat the sides around you. You know, all the shot I've lost to. Dover play them on on Tuesday. The other side, you've got to be beaten because the Bromleys and the Stockports and Knox Counties are going to be a long way clear of Dover. I see the big man was on target for, for Steve. Penalty Mitchell. again. It, but it, you're talking about Aziz there. If you had the choice between Ineffiong and Aziz, where would you go? I mean, I, I, obviously, I've not seen Aziz play. I've seen Effiong a couple of times. I've heard you talk about Effiong a lot. And I know part of what you would say about him is tongue and cheek, but would you have him back if the opportunity was there? I probably think Effiong and Aziz would probably work well together because Aziz would put, would put him in, do all the donkey work for him, and then um, Effiong would go through on goal and decide what happens after that. But um, Effiong's gone. We'll forget about him. Aziz, uh, you know, he runs a line. He gets in behind. He's quick. So it's fine from there. So, yeah. But you need, I think if you had a prolific goal scorer up with Aziz, he'd look even better because he'd just feed him in and you've got somebody in. But we've had balls across the penalty against Notts County, which, you know, I think we had three across there. Nobody in the box. 2-1 down to Bromley and uh, Dover had chances. Gregory whipping in two decent balls. Nobody on the end of it apart from Sam Wood and one of them went in. So, um and they've had Rose has come on. Louis Collins played a bit yesterday. You know, he's up against an absolute monster, monster at the back, but he's a little bit sharp. But my concern is where the goals are going to come from. Both goals have come from defenders so far. So, but you know, I'm not going to be critical of Aziz because he's doing it all on his own up top. So, but at least he's learnt the offside rule. And I was going to ask you quickly about the rest of the new signs. I see Brambles seems to be in the team at the moment, and and Louis Collins. You mentioned he came on. It looked a bit lively, did he? He got booked, yeah. Um, yeah, it's difficult, though, because then you're, they took off Aziz to bring him on and then you've got Rose, who I've a lot to be desired, I would say. He doesn't look fit. Um, and him, they're, you know, five foot six forward and you're lumping it up and Chris Bush, Byron Webster, who's an absolute animal at the back there. Um, and Jack Holland, who's no, you know, 
just it was too easy for them. So yeah, they do a lovely possession outside it. But when you sort of when you hit sort of twenty five yards from goal, unless you're spreading it wide because Wood gets up and Gregory got up, you're not getting anywhere. You're just just like a brick wall. So apart from that, yeah, Bramble's done well. Wants the ball. Um, I'm concerned about his physicality. It hasn't been seen so far. The best players, I think, have been Woods, been good. Munns and Rig have been the best players so far. And Ransom did look good on Saturday, but then pulled his hamstring. So we've only got him to, to December. So I don't know how long he's going to be out for, which is a bit of a blow because we'll have to bring in more defenders because you've got Rooney who's constantly injured. He's got to have a scan, so he's not going to be fit. You're down to the bare bones and they've got a highly rated 17-year-old, but throwing him against Stockport could be a bit of a tough test for him. Well, exactly. Uh, Bromley then, they had no game on Saturday because their their original trip to Macclesfield was obviously called off as Macclesfield don't exist anymore. So they started their season on Tuesday night against Dover, a 4-1 win, as we've already heard. And here after the game is Bromley manager Neil Smith. Yeah, brilliant. You know, obviously we've been uh, chomping at the bit for a very, very long time, you know, and get that get that game going. We haven't lost, won for a long time, obviously, not winning at the end of last season. Like I said, you, your last win was on New Year's Day against Dover. You start the season, so it's football cynical, isn't it? They yeah, say, no, yeah. no, no, no there's, there's always a connection somewhere along the line, but um, I thought the players were outstanding today. You know, they, as I say, they've been let off the leash a little bit. They've been, you know, really waiting for that moment, and um, I think they took it... For what they for for what it was today, local derby, and uh, I thought we were outstanding. Decent game, Michael Cheek again. The um, goal on there worked in your favour. Ransom got an injured, but Forster had a good game. The young guy from Watford, you know, went past his man. Lovely ball in, and Michael Cheek eats those chances for Christmas, doesn't he? Yeah, no, that's right. I thought I thought the first fifteen minutes um, we were a little bit tentative, a little bit nervous, and um, you know I was. I, thought we could have had like a couple of crosses to put in but we had the extra touch and that one was the first time it come across and then come out the other side to go back in again and Cheeky does what Cheeky does you know he, when he's in the box I won't put anyone up there against him to finish have you, is it set some goal targets he's the 20 goal striker for you isn't he I don't give him any targets he, he'll set himself ones and, and obviously want to score as many as he can and uh, I think he, as I say he felt a little bit frustrated at the end of last season not being able to get onto his uh, goal tally but um pre-season he's been phenomenal and I think he deserved his goal today well both of them you'll be pleased I think you scored when Dover on top a little bit the second one and the third one as well it must be pleasing for you the character of the team I, n- I never doubt the, t- the character of my, my players you know they give everything they've got and they never give up and um, you know we were I think they probably thought they were a bit too comfortable and then obviously it give the goal away but you know sometimes you get a bit nervous we didn't we, you know I think Webster Jack Holland and Bushy at the back um, we're outstanding and then obviously you know you get that, that third goal with Willow and I think that was it then What's your expectation so looking at you you're a big strong physical outfit Trotter comes on and he sort of bosses the midfield as well you must be pleased with the squad you've got developed a good spine of the team Yeah I, I, I had good players already here you know so it was it was to add a little bit of experience that I thought we needed and a little bit of you know something a little bit different obviously losing Rico at the end of last season and, when we, and, and Alfie Doughty we found it hard to replace them but you know, in Foster and Rico, um, I'm hoping that we've got them, we've got that 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 threat back. Obviously, Coulson's still got to come back in, but you know, Trot, Trot's come in and it was to organise. You know, he's been there, he's done it at the, at the top levels, and um, obviously with Webster just behind him as well. So you, it was it was that little bit of experience, and I think as this season's going to be up and down.
down and there's no consistency at all I don't think until probably up until Christmas because I think so many games in such a short space of time is going to affect everybody but yeah I'm happy with my squad but you know we're still looking to maybe add one or two Expectations and what would you say you know people have put you on as a side who could be in the top seven is that the aim this season? It always has been you know I was really disappointed with how we finished last season because I still believed with the, the games we had left we could have give it a go to try and get in around those playoffs and uh, so to start so well last year and then to, to tail off was a real disappointment and um, yeah I want to be in the playoffs you know minimum I want to I want to be up there it's going to be difficult we know that some fantastic sizes a lot of you know teams that have, have, have added to their squads as well so it will be tough but um, I'll just worry about us and uh, hopefully get to where I think we, we deserve to be. Another home game on Saturday. It's strange to start with two home games at the start of the season after the Macclesfield thing, isn't it? No, that's right, yeah. So two home games and two empty crowds and um, it, is a, it is a weird one but we got the first one out of the way. You know, we, 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 we come up against a Torquay side that are normally very well organised. You know, got a fantastic manager I've got a lot of respect for so we know it's going to be difficult but um, again, we'll see what we've got with the boys come Thursday and we'll start from then. Most important thing, nice to start your season at last, isn't it? Oh, it's been a long time, you know. It's, it, you know, it's, it's football at the end of the day. There's, there's a lot of people worse off than what we are, you know, with, with the situation. But as a football manager, you know, you, all, you're, all you're thinking about is how I can prepare the team and prepare the squad. And it's just gone on and on. And then you've had little knockbacks along the way. And it has, it has been difficult. But as I say, to get, to get out there and play, and you've got the live stream. And the, I think the chairman's done a fantastic job in, in, in how we've produced it as well. So hopefully the supporters get something out of it. And, um, you know, we give them a little bit of a cheer after such a horrid you know six seven months that we've had as a, as a nation well I've not heard that interview Matt uh, because you only sent it to me at five past one this afternoon uh, so ha- how was Neil Smith well, I assume he was buoyant because that's a great start to the season and as I saw someone say they've scored four goals without Luke Coulson and Rico Akit Fairchild yeah, the team. yeah I expect probably to be well I expect probably they are an organized outfit and when you've got Michael Cheek again He's always going to score goals. You know, they've got the young guy from Watford who did really well. But what I took from Bromley is how big they are as a team. Absolutely massive. You love they, that, don't you? Yeah. You, got, you brought on Liam Trotter. Um, I can't remember Liam Trotter. I thought he was just a like, midfielder. And he was an absolute <laughs> unit in midfield. Honestly, compared to Jack Munns, it was a great picture when he came on. Jack Munns is, what, 5'4"? And... Um, Trotter was next to him and it, honestly it was like me standing next to my youngest daughter there's difference in size <laughs> and bulk for that it's, it just made me laugh but yeah they, yeah, you know with, arguably without their two best attacking players and you know they did alright so yeah probably they, they spent a bit of money they've got a decent squad decent team I just think um, I think they're in for a good season to be honest you know Cheek should, Cheek should get you 20 goals Hackett Fairchild if he's on fire so Good squad, and in this, and I say in the national league, if you're big, strong, organised, and have a goal score, you'll do all right. And I've just ticked all the boxes for Bromley. And we said they've done a lot. They've done some good business in in pre-season, but ultimately the spine of that team. Yeah, that, that was the key thing. Yeah, the, the spine of the team that, that that's done so well for them the last couple of years. So I, I suppose we know that Bromley, like you say, they're going to be organised. They're going to be hard to beat. And the thing for them is, if they do have a good start, 
this time it's carrying it on, isn't it? Because they were untouchable this time last year. And then it all sort of tailed off for them after after Christmas. So the job for Neil Smith is, is to keep this going all season. Yeah, that's what he sort of says in the interview from there. What I'll have to say as well, they, you know, they do, they do the dirty stuff for it as well, Bromley. You know, you've got Bingham and Raymond in midfield. If they have to put their foot in, they'll put their foot in. And maybe Dover were a little bit naive at times. They've got a young side, Dover, so they'll learn from that. But yeah, Bromley... Um, yeah, the real yeah. I think they'll keep players fit. Um, the key players like Holland, the keeper who's their cheek, of course. Um, they're key for them. But yeah, you'd have thought they'll be uh, they will run off the pitch, and I think they're in a position to do well. But uh, yeah, as well come out of that is how big they were. <laughs> Honestly, the trotters, so like the Holland Globe Trotters. No, no. But it, it, it's not a physical, it's, it's a physicality, you know, the bulkiness of the, you know, you're big players, but you're well, you know, strong. And Byron Webster, again, you know, absolute unit at the back. You think Chris Bush, he's, so that's what I come out with. Yeah, that's how you do well in this division. And, that, and that's why Dover beat Notts County, because I thought Notts County were a bit, oh yeah, we'll just pass it all around it. Bromley went direct if they had to, because he know, up to cheek, he'll cause problems. So I think, yeah, Bromley's tactics... And, and squad is looking pretty good. And I think you mentioned the spine, you know, the players they've kept, the players who played 30, 35 games last season. And so they know each other, how each other work. Yeah. And, and I suppose having a big, big players like that is, is part of, you know, it, it must put teams on the back foot when they, when they line up in the, in the tunnel and, and everyone's uh, a giant. It doesn't matter what way you're going to play football. And, and Neil Smith sides don't play bad football, do they? No, 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 no. they use the, you know, they use the, the, you know, get the ball wide to the, the young winger from Watford who caused Dover problems. And, 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 and Cheek's excellent back to goal. He'll spread the ball wide and they get forward. Yeah. I'm not saying they're, you know, a long ball time. I don't think, not at all, but they're just an organised outfit. Right. You've got, Bush pushing, you know, 25-year diagonal balls to the guy on the wing. And from that, and you've got Bingham and just, yeah, just an all-round good outfit. I think um, I, I think I'll be, I think they'll be disappointed if they don't get in the playoffs. Absolutely. Well, this weekend, the Whites trailed up to Stockport, as we've already heard, uh, in and out very quickly by the sounds of things. Well, Bromley are at home again, this time to Torquay. Uh, Dover then host Aldershot on Tuesday night. Well, at the same time, Bromley are away to Hartlepool. Now, if anybody from the National League feels like getting in touch to defend that piece of brainless scheduling, feel free. Uh, early days in well, the National also League. about Matt. that as well. Um, I don't think you are allowed in and out of the North East. I don't know if Bromley could actually stay up there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I, it's only certain areas, though, because obviously I've got um, people up in that area uh, and they are not in the lockdown area in Darlington. So I don't know where Hartlepool fits in this, but all I know a lot of places all around them are. But my friends actually in Darlington are absolutely fine. So um, we shall find out. But uh, early days in the National League, map, four teams with six points from six, three with back to back defeats. Anything, anything stood out for you? I noticed Eastley had a big win, didn't they, at, at Barnet? Yeah, then Barnet beat Dagenham. So, um, uh, Darwin might not be disappointed, Bunny, with, with to lose their first two. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. The money they're spending. Um, uh, give it like, ten games, and I'll tell you the size that Dover have got to beat. To stay up. <laughs> Notts County was seemingly one of them, mate. Uh, anyway, into the National League South then. We're after their cup exploits. Our teams all started on Tuesday night. Four wins out of five as well. And that's the best we could have had because Maystone United came from behind to win their derby against Welling United. Charlie Seaman uh, scored the goal five minutes from time. The winner 
Uh, Kent beat Essex in all three of the other games. Dartford bouncing back from their cup loss to see off Chelmsford City, thanks to Kai Marsh-Brown's goal. Carl De Costa and Tom Beer netting as Tunbridge Angels won 2-0 at Billericay, despite having Arthur Lee sent off. Uh, they've also got... He's not a keeper, is he? No. No, he's a defender. No. Uh, yeah, uh, they also have a player on their books, Tumbridge Angels, new signing, Javon Splat. Uh, and that is the sort of signing that makes me wish I was still in newspapers. Headline gold, surely. Uh, Ebb Street United rounded off our night of success over the Essex boys as they beat Braintree 3-0. A brace from Rakesh Bingham and a third from Lee Martin earning three the points. And to be honest, Matt, obviously one of them had to, at least one of them had to not win as made so meet, beat Welling, but... Some good results there, aren't there? But especially Tunbridge Angels. That's a fantastic result of Billericke. Yeah, I know Billericke got probably their pitch, but I think last season, I don't think they lost at home, Billericke, or the very few results. So that's a really good start for Tunbridge as well. Down the 10 men, getting Ebsleet scored late against Braintree, but you expect to, after I saw Braintree last season. So Ebsleet up and running. Dartford beat Chelmsford, they'll be up there. Um, Maystone seems to have deserved to be beat Welling. Disappointing start for Welling this season. No, but they have got the... Um, um, spoke to Ben Watts, Radio Kent, and he said they got... Um, Charles Cook, the goalkeeper from Coventry and goal for Wellington, he said he was brilliant for them. So That's um, interesting because I, I know that the the goalkeeper they have got, Wilkes, is very highly thought yeah, of as well. It, so there's a bit Wilkes, of competition yeah. there. Well, well, I looked at the mate, the Welling side, and, it, and it's, it's not many names I recognise really. Apart, you know, Ryan Lieberg up top, but yeah, it seems to be a little bit, a lot of changes. Well, I mean, they've got obviously Anthony Cook and Lion Lainsworth was the name that stood out for me yeah. as well, and, and Marcel Barrington who came on very yeah. late on in the piece, but he he's been around the box. He was at Margate for a little bit, yeah. So uh, it's going to be a work in progress uh, for Welling. We, we spoke to Brad Quinton last week, and he kind of said, you know, built a new team in lockdown, which is always going to be difficult. I'm sure they'll come good though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they'd be disappointed with the start they've had two away games, but I think because of the way it it, it looks in it as well I don't think they play a home game for an absolute age as well because no. I think they're now they're some of their sides they should be playing but there's only 21 or 22 teams in this 21 league. teams in the division yeah, yeah I think that, that affects them now so, so they're, they're not yeah so basically uh, Welling aren't playing on Saturday which would have been their first home game of the season and then obviously their next game is away and then I think that so I think I said this to Brad Quinton last week their first home game is until the 24th of October which is just absolutely bizarre if someone had said to you like three years ago there's going to be a football season and Welling of uh, the National League South aren't going to play at home until the 24th of October you'd have been like hey what well, and so, I presume they could be playing somebody in the FA Cup as well, like that, as well as that stage. Exactly, but obviously they're, they're, no, they're, no, 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 well, they're yeah, yeah, got me saying. Who should they? Who should they be playing? Oh, I can't be bothered. Uh, <laughs> Eastbourne Borough? Do they get in the? Uh, no. Eastbourne Borough, yeah, Eastbourne Borough are playing Sheppey in the cup, so there could no. be a possibility. No, sorry, they got sorry, they got um, St Albans. I don't know if St Albans uh, are in the cup. I don't know that. And otherwise, then you're looking seventh of November. Is the next one from that? Crazy. Oh. Well, yeah, well, I guess say of the missing out. I was going to say they're missing out on well-earned um, gate receipts, but there's, there's none. But they might miss out on well-earned streaming receipts, which is the other St. thing. St Albans are still in the FA Cup. They will be at home to Mickelover from the team uh, from the from the step below. Uh, they look like they've been stuck suppose, into a northern section, don't they, St Albans? I suppose they can rearrange a game maybe well in safe, but yeah, so they probably should be doing it on that. Yeah, they'll see what they can do. They'd just like to get a home game in, I'm sure, uh, just to get one played. In their uh, in their quest to, to get the season going uh, on Saturday, 
Ebbsfleet are at home to Dulwich Hamlet. Tunbridge Angels are at home to Hungerford. Dartford go to Hampton, Richmond, Borough. And Maidstone travel to Haven and Waterlooville. As already mentioned, Welling without a game. Those games all, of course, still behind closed doors. Unless some common sense breaks out in Parliament this week. I'm not holding out any hopes. <laughs> Into the issue. They haven't got the money yet, have they? No. Uh, yeah, we should really talk that, shouldn't we? Three million pounds, isn't it, to, to be spread yeah. between the clubs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm probably still working out how they're going to do that because I think we said last week should Chesterfield get the same amount as Dover? Probably not, but we'll have to see um, how that goes on. We shall see what happens. Into the Eastman League where you can't catch the virus. Uh, Margate were our only side in league action on Saturday as they drew 0-0 at Leatherhead. Uh, they f- then followed that up with a disappointed 2-0 home defeat to Chesson on Tuesday. Uh, Cray Wanderers also disappointing night for them as they lost 3-0 at Potter's Bar. Or Folkestone Victor drew 1-1 at Bishop Stortford. This weekend, Margate travelled to Lewis. Uh, Folkestone host Potter's Bar and Cray Wanderers are playing on Sunday as they host Bishop Stortford. And then on Tuesday night, uh, Invictor travels to Chesson. Well, obviously, FA Cup for Cray Wanderers. Um, I- I'm feeling a bit a bit annoyed this week, Matt, to be honest, apart from the other stuff that we'll talk about later on. But uh, Lewis against Margate on Saturday, Eastbourne Borough against Sheppey United on Tuesday. You'd think that'd be right up my street. Only I'm working one of my other jobs and I both of them. So I'm not going to get to either of them. How, how annoying is that? Oh, wow. It's a bit of a shame. What 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 delights have you got on Saturday? Uh, do you know what? I, I was going to mention this later on because a uh, friend of the show, sometimes occasional co-host, uh, Hody, is, is in the uh, is in the, the system as well. He's, he's joining me uh, with this job. But because there's lots of new people and there's lots of games over the weekend, um, the newer people seem to have got the less thrilling games, right. shall we say. Uh, and the people who've, who are a little bit more established have got um, more more palatable fixture so on Saturday you got to go down to meet you is he or you can do it from home it's all from home at the moment because the office so on Saturday I'm doing Spain against Switzerland not too bad Uh, and then on Tuesday when I could have been um, up watching Sheffield United I'm doing uh, Ukraine against Spain so you know it's it's tough whereas um, over the weekend Hody's got two North Macedonia games so I I almost um, feel quite bad that he I've got him involved in this do you have to have Sky Television for this? Will they give you the, the, the stream? No, we, we get links to the streaming and everything. So. Oh, cool. Um, exciting. Yeah. Well, exciting. But yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm really sorry to, to Margate that I can't see you at Lewis. And I'm even more sorry uh, to Sheppey United that I can't see you against Eastbourne. But um, unfortunately, um, my other job pays quite a bit more than doing this podcast. Um, so that's the, the, the way of the world, unfortunately. Um, Unless our thousand subscriber wants to give us a thousand pounds for being that. Well, exactly. Yeah, in which case I'll um, I'll still probably take the money and run. I need the money after this week. Uh, anyway, VCD Athletic are still flying high in the South East Division. Four wins from four for them. And they scored four in both their games this week as well. A 4-0 win at Three Bridges on Saturday, followed by a 4-1 home win over Chichester on Tuesday night. Uh, Seven Oaks and Faversham are their nearest rivals, both with seven points from three games. Oaks, who play Hythe Town on Wednesday night, beat Burgess Hill 1-0 on Saturday. I actually saw the goal from that. Mickey Collins sent me the video of that, which was quite nice to see. Um, while Faversham overcame Craig Valley 2-1 on Tuesday, having won 3-0 at Sittingbourne on Saturday. So a good week for James Collins' side. Elsewhere on Saturday, Whitsworth won 2-0 at Haywards Heath. Herm Bay beat Whitehawk 3-1. Three late goals for Bay as well. Phoenix Sports won 4-0 at Hythe. And then on Tuesday, Phoenix's inconsistent start continued as they lost 2-0 at Burgess Hill. Ramsgate went down 4-1 at Matt Longhurst, former club East Grinstead. It was Sittingbourne 2, Ashford United 2. And Whitsworth won again in Sussex, this time 3-2 at Three Bridges. Uh, on Saturday this weekend, Ashford United against East Grinstead Town. Faversham hosts Sevenoaks. Hastings are at home to VCD Athletic. It's Hyde against Herne Bay. 
Phoenix host Whitehawk. Ramsgate take on three bridges. It's Whitswell against Burgess Hill and Cray Valley go to Whiteleaf. And then on Tuesday, VCD Athletic host East Grinstead and Whitswell will take on Hythe. And I think it's safe to say, Matt, if VCD Athletic are still 100% record after those two games, we'll certainly think they're the real deal, won't we? Well, it's looking very similar to when Nick Davis was at City Ball and they started really well one season, didn't they? They were top mm. for a long while. So yeah, it did. I didn't... Um, no, they got rid of the long-serving manager in the summer and people were sort of arm in arms of that. But at the moment, uh, they're five points clear at the top of the table. I know it's only four games gone. Banging the goals in, 14 goals in. And a few names you recognise as well on the score sheet. Lee Dawson, uh, they've picked up. And Paul Vines has got two and two yeah. this weekend. So, you I know, that's the older bit now. He, he must be, but you know he still can can bang the goals in. So so fair play to Nick Davis for bringing him in, and uh, and they're reaping the rewards so far. Yeah, he's got to keep that that consistency. So I was surprised about Hyde's result in midweek. They got absolutely stuffed, didn't they? Which is mm. a surprise. I thought Hyde would be up there, but I'm sure Steve Watt will be looking to to sort that out. And Stephen Oak's doing well. I look at that, some of the goal scorers: Reece Grinstead, Sean Colosi, and. Uh, Luis Theophinus, who's had more clubs than the old Tiger Woods. I was going to say, actually, about, about East Grinstead, and, and obviously they had such a desperate season last year. They were bottom of the league. They were destined uh, for a playoff to, to even stay in the league. And I would say of all the teams at the moment looking who will be looking, thinking we were lucky that, that last season ended and we, in the way that it did, they are probably the ones at the moment you're saying, well, fair play, two wins from two in the, in the league. Uh, it's all going well for them. Yeah, Um Ramsgate got to find some consistency as well, haven't they? So mm. won the first game really well and then two defeats from there. So again, learning curve for them with a the young squad, I think, as well. Yeah, we shall see what pans out. We will keep uh, an eye on that. That just leaves us with the scaffold then. And uh, there is still one 100% record in the Southern Counties East League. And it belongs to Corinthian after they win 6-2 on Tuesday night uh, against Tower Hamlets. So another fantastic uh, result for for Corinthian. I mean, Tower Hamlets, we thought they might find it a struggle and, and I've had a few reports saying that uh, we're pretty much on the money with, with their capabilities. Um, but you can only beat what's in front of you. And I'm sure people will look and say, well, Corinthian have, have had a bit of a gentler start than some of the other teams because they haven't played any of the other big boys yet. But you can only beat what's in front of you. And bearing in mind they had the FA Vars heartache, you've got to say Michael Golden, again, proving that he's one of the best managers in the county because he's doing a great job with these players at Corinthian. Yeah, um, really tight. We, we thought the sides, maybe not Tunbridge Wells, we'll be up there, but the Ch- Sheffies and Chatham, we'll go on to that in a minute. Well in of maybe going off the little bit of the radar from there, yeah. But Corinthian, just, they know how to win matches. I don't know how lucky. They were a little bit unlucky against Hampton, but they'll look now to go forward. Uh, eventually, they will have to play some of these big boys, but confidence will be there on the scoring goal so yeah really good job he's doing we cannot criticize michael golden at all yeah looking at the other results there's been another two nil nils this week mate i'm oh, not no. happy about this ballam nil been in the premier league has it been a- saturday ballam nil deal town nil uh Beersted two irith town two we should mention stedman calendar as well because he is one of the top goal scorers in this league consistently banging goals in for the town and he's at it again he got both uh in that game on saturday beckenham town beat fisher 2-1 Glebe were 2-0 winners at Canterbury. It finished Crowborough 4, Wellingtown 2. K-Sports 1, AFC Croydon 1. Lordswood 4, Irith and Belvedere 3. That's more like it, lads. And Hollands and Blair won 3-1 at Tower Hamlets on Saturday. Two goals in that one for Danny Kedwell. And then on Tuesday night, as well as the 6-2 win for Corinthian, it was AFC Croydon 0, Beckenham Town 0. 
Beersted 2, Sheppey United 5, Chatham Town 2, Tunbridge Wells 3. Uh, early goal from Dan Bradshaw, but Tunbridge Wells hit back to win that one. Uh, 3-2. 2-0 win for Deal over Lordswood. It finished Irith and Belvedere 1, Ballam 2, and Glebe 3, Wellington 2. As we say, goals, goals, goals. And, and that league table at the moment, as we say, Corinthian top of the table, 18 points from 6. Uh, Sheppey and Tunbridge Wells are the next two teams. They've both got 16 points from 6. Chatham Town have got 15 points from 6. And, and I, I just love this league, Matt. I just love it. And uh, it's so great to see these, these teams at the top. And you know, there's goals in all of their games. Tunbridge Wells conceded two last night. They're the f- they've only conceded five all season so far. But Co- Corinthian haven't been keeping clean sheets, but they're scoring goals. They've got 20. Sheppey have got 20. Chatham Town played six, 28 goals. I mean, what what a league. Yeah, well, it's cost us money. It's £4 we've got to spend out there. Corinthian, I know. Different scores. Uh, shout out to Bradley this- Baker. This podcast costs me money. It doesn't. It exactly. doesn't. It's not. That's, this is why I've got to do other stuff we, on Saturday. We, we haven't mentioned the sponsor yet. You might give us money. We have to do that at the end of the show. Mentioned it at the uh, start. Did you? Yeah. SCA Sports Management. That's it. Good lad. Um, shout out to my mate uh, Bradley Baker, who scored his first goal for Deal. Um, my good, he's on call. My good mate of mine said, uh, "Text him for the goal." And this is his description of the goal. I hope he doesn't use it. Honestly, didn't know the centre back was going to miss the ball from the cross, so it kind of just hit both my legs and went in. Brilliant. So they all count exactly. So he's off the mark. So and he got an assist for the first goal. So he's delighted with that. So brilliant. It's good crowds last night as well. Three hundred the the maximum at Chatham, uh, and then one hundred and one at Corinthian, which is good for them, and two hundred and three at Deal. So good to see uh, those clubs all doing. Well, looking at the fixtures this weekend, well, there's three games in the, in the Scaffold Premier uh, tonight, Wednesday. Uh, in the league on Saturday, AFC Croydon against Beersted, Beckenham Town against Chatham Town, Irith Town against Howard, Tower Hamlets, uh, Glebe against Deal Town, Hollands and Blair against Tunbridge Wells and Wellington against Corinthian. Uh, very quickly, we'll touch on Division 1, where Kennington uh, still top of the pile, still 100%, just, just a four for them this week uh, as they won at Stansfeld. Uh, it was Lidtown 2 Croydon 2, Meridian VP nil, Rochester United 2, Rustall 1, Holmesdale 3. Rustall will be disappointed uh, with, with their current run of form, I would imagine. SC Thamesby 2, Lewis and Barron nil, uh, Sutton Athletic 3. They like a goal as well, Greenways keeping an eye on them. Uh, and then there was one game in that division on Monday, SC Thamesby 3, Kent Football United 1. Uh, the fixtures in the league for them on Saturday, Bryden Ropes against Croydon, FC Elmstead, Rustall, Greenways against Forest Hill Park, Kent Football United against Lewisham Borough and Snodland Town against SC Thamesmead. Um, for the rest of them, the FA Vars is back. So on Saturday, <laughs> uh, Stansfeld travelled to Alfold, Irith and Belvedere at home to Collier's Wood United, Holmesdale play AFC Vardinians, they're another one we get a lot of, Lordswood away to Littlehampton, it's Punjab United at home to Hawley Town. Rochester United against Sutton Athletics. That's an all-division one tie. Uh, Sheppey United are at home to Molesey. K-Sports go to Walton and Hersham. Canterbury City travel to Worthing United. Then on Sunday are two games in the FA Vars. Kennington against Shoreham. A one o'clock kickoff that one at Homelands. And Tooting Beck against Lidtown, which uh, has the makings of an absolute classic. Uh, some games on Tuesday in the Premier Division as well. Beckenham against Irith Town. Fisher against Irith and Belvedere. And Lordswood against Beersted. Absolutely fantastic. I love the FA Vars. Look at some of those names in there. AFC Vardinians. They're, they're, we've had them several times before, but they're one of my favourites. Where are they based? Okay, so got to put you on the spot there. In Vardinian. Uh, they're oh, in Brian. Nice. 
they're right. Brighton, actually. Um, Good so, luck to all our sides in that. Absolutely, it'd be great to get as many of you through. I still, I, I think we could be doing this podcast for 50 years, and I'll still never understand how teams get to certain stages and where they get put in. Uh, and I still don't understand why the FA didn't take me up on my offer, to, on my idea to put the four teams that were in the semi-finals last year straight into the quarters this year and make them with just win one game to be one game away from Wembley. But there you go. Uh, that is pretty much. Do you really it think the... we'll be doing we're doing this for the next 50 years? Uh, probably not, mate. No, I'm not hope. I'm not hopeful that um, in 2070 we'll still be uh, compass mentis enough to do a podcast. With brutally honest, pal. I'm confident Eddie is easier to score by then, eh? <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm not being harsh on him. I like him, but I can't see him scoring. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I can't wait till he proves you wrong and, and he's he did go on the before. podcast with, before, you, yeah. with you fawning over him saying, oh, you're so wonderful, Addy. <laughs> You'd have to look back to that. I, I, I remember you not being a fan. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Scored, he won goal in league appearances. Yeah. Uh, how are you there, mate, apart from all this football yeah, stuff? No, yeah, not bad. Yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, nothing exciting is happening. So, um, uh, yeah, that was about it. Went to Blue Water at the weekend to get my daughter a new phone because it was playing up. So, so we stayed in there and got out as quickly as we can because we got there at 10. Thinking, yeah. oh, because I, I thought I checked on the website when it opened. I thought, oh, that's all right. It's not very busy here. It's good. Bonus, but it didn't open to 11. Then it was just like mental because just people just queuing up everywhere to get anywhere. So we soon got in and out there. So I had a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 better, better weekend than you. Yeah. So um, on Saturday, I was supposed to be going up to uh, Dartford against Slough for Radio Kent. And uh, as I got up to Tunbridge Wells, the traffic was, was really bad. Then I was darting around. I was trying to find a way to avoid the traffic um i stopped off and got a, a bottle of drink uh, at a uh a, a shop and then i got stuck in traffic again and just as i was coming onto the a21 um motorway i was looking in my mirrors to to see if there was a gap for me to get on and then when i looked i'd li- literally looking for a couple of seconds and I looked back up in front of me and there was a stationary van right in front of me um i had seconds to to react i slammed my brakes on um but it was too late and uh i plowed into the back of this van i wrote my car off with with, without any shadow of a doubt the airbags all came out and everything um i am really 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 badly bruised um thankfully by my seatbelt. and if there's anybody out there who ever gets in a car and doesn't wear a seatbelt, uh do get in touch with me and i'll send you some pictures as to why you should be wearing a seatbelt. because i am yes i am bruised i'm i'm in pain but it would have been so much worse had I not been wearing my seatbelt. Um, I was, it, it was a absolute horror show. Um, I mean, because I'd driven into the back of the other car, it's, it's going down as my fault. So I've lost all my no claims bonus. Uh, I mean, personally, I'd ask questions about why he was stopped on the mo- on the slip road. There, there'd been an accident in front of him, but he was a long way away from that, uh, from that as well. Um, I've, yeah, so I've I've lost my car, I've lost my no claims, and I'm and I'm injured. Um, so physically, it's not been a great week. Mentally, it's been an absolute shocker. Um, really, sort of struggling to come to terms w- with what happened. I'd, I'd had that car for eight years. Um, I'd done 130,000 miles in it, and uh, its ultimate, it's, it did its final journey uh, on on Saturday, and and its final act pretty much was to save my life. So, um, pretty emotional stuff for me this week. Um, been in a bit of a state and that's probably why there's not many interviews on the podcast this week because I've had other things going on I've had countless calls from the insurance company and trying to sort out a new car which uh, I've been very fortunate I've been able to sort one out I'll be getting one tomorrow um the bank of mum and dad coming in very 
very handy uh, for that. But it's been uh, it's a real, real eye opener. It's, it's uh, I've been in a, a lot of pain this week. And uh, to be honest, being back talking about football has, has given me a little bit of a, a, a fillip today. But I, I suppose the, the thing I want to say to everybody is please, please wear a seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I've been involved in, unfortunately, we, things like that. I, I've never had an airbag go off. It, it's, it's, uh, when I've been before, these things sort of go in slow motion, don't they? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but the most important thing when I, uh, you know, when you sent me the picture of the car, you're okay, mate. And I, you know, and just, um, you know, easiest thing to do is get behind the wheel again. So, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I have driven actually because I got a higher car um, for my insurers in the end um, just because I needed to go up before my car went into the crusher and uh, and rescue some bits from it. So uh, including my stereo, but I did make sure that the new one already had a stereo fitted. Um, so I didn't have to worry too much about that when going forward. But um, yeah, it's been a, a really traumatic week um, and it's one of those things. Yeah, I was all right driving on. Uh, on Monday when I did but I know the next time I'm going on a slip road it's going to be an absolute nightmare and it's, it's it's one of those things because I've done it hundreds of times thousands of times I've driven onto slip roads and you know th- th- it's never anything the, the problem and then you just that one time it and it and it really really could have been so very very different so I, I'm thankful um, that I'm I'm walking around to tell the tale because it could have been uh, a lot more serious so in other news we finished the fall last night um, pretty gruesome stuff at the end um, so that was good I think we might oh, have a discussion we might get into the crown next we've never watched oh, that, that yeah I've watched that yeah. I've done uh, that's, I've seen I've, I'm up to date with that that's worth yeah if you like a bit of history and always find read stuff afterwards about it yeah, that's quite an interesting thing so yeah it's good have you, have you, I, I, I picked up do you watch Ghosts no no i saw i saw you on twitter saying oh i love you will you be my friends i love this show this is yeah i was gonna say this is why you get 1300 followers because you 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 just sit there and brown nose television (laughs) programs i'm I'm absolutely i do that quite a bit i do quite a bit for some programs i like i think you know how much i love the bridge that was on recently and i tweeted about that again um no, good, good program, funny program as well. So I really would recommend Ghost to anybody. It's good for good family entertainment. So, as you said, to yeah. to absolutely no likes or retweets. Just exactly, wanted to say, yeah, yeah. Jim Howick and the rest of the cast from Hashtag Ghost. What a brilliant series, even better than the first. So funny and heartwarming. My daughter and I love it. Please make another series. She loves Kitty at Lolly Adafopi. Yeah. Big fan of Robin myself. Please season three. Yeah, so nothing. So. Yeah, normally Jim Howick flies back to um, fans, and I thought he might do, but he didn't. So he's, well, he's too big, but it's a good program. Good program. Maybe, maybe he looked and thought, you know, I, I, Matt Gerrard is obviously a, a big deal himself. He doesn't need my, uh, yeah. he doesn't need my validation to. Uh... Yeah, well, again, I don't do it for, I don't do it for the likes, John. No, like of course you don't. Because nobody likes me, so there you go. Oh, someone should go and like one of his tweets now. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly, uh, really yeah. cheer him up. Make him a, a real, a real boost today. Uh, just quickly uh, before we go, because I'm aware of the time, but um, obviously last week everyone was really keen to discuss the fantasy football league, and I, I, I seem to have had the week that I was that I was waiting for, uh, and I went from being rock bottom of the league to being tenth. Um, I got 90 points last week and, and one of my fiercest critics got 18 uh, and he commented that he perhaps would like to be um, deleting the app now. So, um, yeah, Matt Gerald is still top of the league, uh, but the gap, points, yeah, but the gap week, between yeah. he and I is, is much shorter. And do you know what? My week could have been better because I left 
Sam Maximam on the bench after his recent injuries, but I was also lucky because I had Chilwell on the bench as well. But Doherty didn't play, so Chilwell's 18 points came in. If only I'd brought in Sam Maximan instead of Neves. But after the uh, the international break, uh, when all the transfers are all done, Dusty, we shall see what else we can uh, come up with. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. Sorry it hasn't been our finest work with loads of interviews. It was a bit like back to basics, Ken Nolly podcast, actually. This is how it used to be, albeit I'm not sat in my car, I'm sat in my office. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Andy Hassan-Tyler and Neil Smith, nonetheless, for speaking to Matt after the game. And of course, thank you to Matt for, for getting those interviews and going up to those matches. Of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Podcast. 18 to go until we reach the big 1000 and we will give you a video message uh, for that. I am at John Phipps 81 and Ghosts fan Matt Gerrard is at Matthew underscore Gerrard. You can also find us on Facebook kent only podcast just give us a search and you will find us and please as i always say please do like share everything that we do because it does mean so much to us but if if you're not telling anybody then who's going to know that we're doing this and we're just two idiots talking to computers on our own but thank you everybody for listening and we'll speak to you all next week for the fa cup reaction and action hope you have a better week mate this week mate